is a sheer on Likotei Sichais, Chelik Chafalev, Book 21, the Sicha of Tisa, the first Sicha. In the Pasuk, yes, in the Pasuk, where it says that when they came into the Eihel Ma'iyed, when they came into the Tent of Meeting, so they should wash with water and they shouldn't die. And when they come close to the Mizbeach to serve, they should bring up a offering to bring up an offering to Hashem. And then the Pasuk continues that they shall wash their hands and feet and they shouldn't die. So the Pasuk speaks about two distinct things. When they come into the Elmer, they have to wash their hands. Or when they come close to the Mizbeach, to offer up. And to serve, Lishores, to offer up an offering to Hashem, then they have to wash their hands and not die. So Rashi comments on the words when they come to the Elmer, and he explains, to offer up morning and afternoon, the Ketoris. Or, or to sprinkle from the blood of the bull that's offered by the Koyan who's anointed by the oil. And the he goats that are brought up as an atonement <coughs> for Avedazara. So, um, just uh, quickly to comment, we said, to offer up in the morning and afternoon the Ketoris. It's a little bit of an, uh, an awkward Lushan. In our order too, the Rebbe says that there's other Nuschis. And um, later on, and towards the end of the Sikha, the Rebbe will explain that we can, according to the Rebbe's explanation, understand why this language, which is a little bit different than usual, will be explained. So first of all, we have to understand, Rashi jumps into comment on something that seems to be a simple Pasuk. When you come to the oil mode, you have to wash your hands. What's difficult to understand in this Pasuk that Rashi has to comment for one and answer with a Pirish? So the Mephoshim learn that Rashi comes to forewarn, you shouldn't think that coming into the Eihel Let me point out here that um, Pasuk speaks about two things, right? Coming to the Eihel the tent of meeting, they should wash their hands and not die. Or when they come to the Mizbeach to offer up, to offer up a sacrifice to Hashem. The Mizbeach was in the courtyard of the Mishkan. Was in the outside Mizbeach, Mizbeach for animals. Going into the oil made meant going into the actual tent. So that's where there was a Mizbeach, but that's where the Mizbeach Hazahav was, the golden Mizbeach, which is also known as the Mizbeach Hakteris. Okay? So Rashi here explained when you go into the oil made, what are you going to the oil made for? To kindle the Kteris. Why does Rashi have to comment that? So if Hashem say that Rashi comes to answer, we shouldn't think that going into the oil mayed, even for a what's called biyarekonis, an empty going in, in other words, a going in without purpose, that if you enter without washing your hands and feet, you, you, you violate it. You shouldn't think that way, says Rashi. Now, and therefore he says, when you go in to offer up the ketores or something like that, then you violate it. Now, why does Rashi have to tell us? Why would I think that just going in for no purpose would already earn you a violation? Because it would be mashma from what the Pasik says in a in a in a um, unequivocal language. 
Posik says, Bavoyam, just simply when they come to the oil and they have to wash their hands and not die. Not like what it says a few words later about the oil, about the Mizbeach. It says, or when they go to the Mizbeach, Lishores to serve. From this, it seems imperative to say that the actual coming into the oil and even if it's not to serve, requires washing hands and feet. So it seems the Posik is saying two things. If you come into the oil and for any purpose, you go into the actual tent, actual Heichel, you have to wash your hands. You're coming into the outside courtyard to the Mizbeach. If you're coming to serve and you didn't wash your hands, then you're punishable. You violated a, a uh, you violated a, a, a Isur Misa. So Rashi says, in order not to think that way, Rashi says that when coming into the oil it also means in order to offer something, I'm not just coming in for no reason. When is there a chiyuv misa, a liability of death penalty? is only when a service is done without washing hands and feet. Not if you just came in. That's what some of us would say. That's why Rashi qualifies that. What does it mean to come into the oil moed and violate a, a, a prohibition of if you came in to serve, not just if you came in, but that's pirush requires a lot of even sarich even gadol requires a lot of. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of uh, <laughs> it, it requires thought. We have questions on it. First of all, according to this, now we are, we ask the other way. How does Takan? If you're saying that Rashi is establishing that for going in for no reason, there's no violation. How does Rashi know that? According to Pshute Shulmik, according to the simple reading of the pasuk, how does he know that you're not Chayav Misa for going in for no reason? In the pasuk, it seems the exact opposite. Pasik seems to tell us that just for going in, <coughs> even if it's for, not, for no reason, you've done a violation. Now, if you want to say that I'll be halacha, in other words, Rebbe says, my question about this concept is Pshutishal Mikra question, because in halacha we could say a thought that the Pasuk is really, while it's divided, but there's a word at the end, Lishores, to serve, which goes on the entire Pasuk. So in other words, the Pasuk would read, when they come into the oil made, skip, uh, skip the next few words, which is, so they have to wash their hands and not die, put that in brackets, and continue to the next part of the Pasuk, or when they come to the Mizbeach to serve. So read that the to serve goes on both components. When they come to the oil made, or they come to the Mizbeach to serve. To serve is going also when they come to the oil made. That's when you're obligated. So we could learn that from the Pasuk. But addition, besides the fact, if that's what Rashi is telling us, and that's what Rashi's proof is, Rashi should have quoted in his Dibur Hamaschil, Rashi should have quoted from the Torah the word Lishores, because that would be the whole proof. Rashi doesn't bring the word Lishores, he doesn't even say etc. when he brings the, the words when they come into the El Mayed, etc. He should have said, because that etc. would have included the word Lashores later in the Pasuk, to serve, and that would be the basis of what Rashi is saying, that I, when are you liable for the prohibition of coming in unwashed hands, if you came in Lashores, you came in to serve, not just if you went in. But Rashi doesn't say that. Also, in Pshutei Shomikra, when we read the simple understanding of the, of the Pasuk, it doesn't make... It, it doesn't fit to say that the word is to serve goes also on the first part of the Pasuk, going into the Elmaid to serve. Because then, simply speaking, the Pasuk should have been written differently in Pshut HaShemekat. So they said, when they come into the Elmaid or they come close to the Mizbeach to serve, 
And then the Tesurv would go on both of those things, and they should wash their hands and not die. But since it doesn't say it that way, it says when they come to the Elmoyed, they should wash their hands and not die. And then it says the next component to the Pasuk, or, and there's a word or, separate thing, or when they come to the Mizbeach to serve, they have to wash their hands and not die. So you see, it's two components, and the first one doesn't speak anything about serving. So from Shutish on Mikra, it would seem that there's no requirement to serve to be in violation of the prohibition of coming in with unwashed hands. So how, where does Rashi get it to say that you are only in violation when you come in to offer up the potatoes? Two, if Rashi wants to forewarn this point, that when you when the Pasuk says when you go into the oil mayit, and Rashi wants to say it doesn't mean if you go in for no reason, it's only if you go in like to bring the potatoes, for example, he should have done that earlier. When earlier? There's another Pasuk which says generically when they come to the oil mayit, no, not about not coming in with unwashed hands, but about the about the clothing of the Kayan. It says in Pasha Satsava, which we read one portion before this Pasha, that they, the clothes of the Kuhuna, you al Aaron, Goimer, they shall be on Aaron when he comes in, on Aaron and his sons when they come in to serve in the Mishkan. There also the Pasuk has two stanzas. The Pasuk has two parts when they come to the Oil Moyed, or when they come close to the Mizbeach to serve in holiness. So in those two components, Rashi should have said that coming into the Oil Moyed means on behalf of offering something up when he does an Aveda. And it doesn't mean just coming in for no reason, but Rashi doesn't comment that. In other words, Rashi, it seems that Rashi understands that when um, would mean Um, it would seem then that that Rashi understands that those words coming into the Ayomayit, we understand <clears throat> it means in order to serve. Ah, he says, the Rebbe here in the square back, as you could say, this Pasuk is different. The Pasuk about the clothing, the, the Kayan, not to come in without, without not having his clothes, his special Kayan clothes, is different. Because there the Pasuk doesn't have any interruption between the two parts. It says, when you come into the Ayomayit, um, or when you go to the Mizbeach to serve, one runs after the other. So it's so simple that that the, the words after, when you come to the Mizbeach to serve in holiness, go on also the part that says when you come into the Eil Mayed. So there's no need for Rashi to even explain that obviously it's when you come into the Eil Mayed to serve, or when you go to the Mizbeach to serve, that to serve that says right after the Mizbeach is going on both parts. It's a deichik to say that, that, that Rashi considers it so simple, he doesn't need to say anything, you know, and here he says, here he, and here he does say something, but he doesn't seem to base it on the fact that the Pesach says L'shores after the second stanza. So it, it's, it's, it's difficult. Why is Rashi jumping in? And not just why is Rashi commenting, Rashi is saying something that you're only liable if you come in for a purpose, whereas the simple reading of the Pesach would seem to be that you are liable if you come in for no reason. Where does Rashi get to say that only for a purpose you're a violation? Base. More than that, you can't at all say that Rashi is, Rashi's purpose here is to negate what one may think that when the Pasuk says, when you come to the tent of meeting, 
you, you, you are in violation. So you shall not think that it means coming in for no reason. You can't say that Rashi comes to negate an entry for no reason because in the way of Pshat, it's a very big Chiddush to say that there is a concept of going in for no reason to the Oil Maid, which is the actual opposite of the way matters took place in reality and the way the perception of a child is about the reality of the Mishkan. A five-year-old who's learning Chumash knows that the Oyel Moyed, as it's called, is a tent of meeting. It's the holiest place. You don't just go in there for taking a walk or something. It's as his name is, an Oyel, a tent, which is a Moyed, which is a place of appointment, of meeting. You go there when Hashem says to go there. When Hashem tells you to go there and with some purpose to do what He wants, to do the work, that's when you go in there. And Alpi Halacha, there is a prohibition to go into the Heichal in a way that it's for no reason. And that's why Mephorshim learned, <coughs> and Rashi is not coming to negate here, that when you go in to the Oyal Moyed, just for no reason, you need to wash your hands. No, it's when you go into the Oyal Moyed for the reason of is to bow down, to prostrate yourself before Hashem. Oh, in the halachic world, there is a concept of going in just to bow down. Right? So, so that's why the Mepharshim that learned that why Rashi says when you go in, um, you're in violation. What kind of a going in is it negating? When you go in, in order to bring up Keteris, then you violated that law. Rashi's telling us that it's not if you go in to bow, but that's not a Pshutei Shalmikra concept. Because according to Pshat, it doesn't make sense to say that there's permission granted to go into the Oyehel Moyed in order to bow. Because there's no instruction about bowing. You don't find it in the Torah. And there's also no need to go into the Oyehel Moyed, into the inner sanctum, to bow before Hashem. You could do that also in the Chotzer Mishkan, in the place where the Karbonis were born, in the place where the, the outer, outer altar is. You don't have to go dafk into the El Moyed. Api Pshat. So therefore... Why is somebody going into the oil mode in the, in the five-year-old's mind? It's to do an Aveda. So you understand that the Pasuk, when it says, when you go into the oil mode, they should wash their hands. Without Rashi saying anything, we would understand it means to go, when you go in for the purpose that you're meant to go in, you're going to do an Aveda. So, why then does Rashi have to comment anything on it? Right? So we said, why does Rashi have to comment anything? And if Rashi is saying, don't, just telling us that you're not in violation, if you go in Stamazai, there's no concept. Why would, there is no concept of Stam going in. You say going in to bow, there's no concept of going in to bow. If it says you're, you're in violation when you come to the Oil Maid, you have to wash your hands. Everyone understands why you come to the Oil Maid to do Aveda. Why does Rashi have to add that? Gimel. <coughs> so we'll understand this by first understanding a question in the in the language of Rashi. We're going to get to the answer through being medayik in the language of Rashi. If Rashi only wants to emphasize that the pirush of when you come into the oil mayit means when you're coming in to do something, an avoda that needs to be done inside, so he should have said it in shorter, concise language. Could have added one word. Could have quoted from the Pasuk, 
the heading, when they come into the El Mayit, we started one with Lashares to serve. Why does Rashi explain what kind of service is done there? To offer up dictators or to sprinkle the blood that needs to be done in the Oil Mayit, not on the outer Mizbeach? This is not the place where Rashi has to start giving in, uh, uh, information about which things are done specifically inside the Oil Mayit. Even if Rashi wants to bring some kind of an example, it's not understood why he brings these examples. Why Ketodas and why the blood of the Kohen Mashiach? Why not other kinds of service like setting up the lechem upon him, the face bread? Or the preparing and lighting of the menorah? That's also in the heichal, the, the shulchan is in the, in, 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 <coughs> is in the actual oihel moed. So is the menorah. And especially those details about the mishkan say much, speak, are spoken about much earlier than the ketoris. The ketoris is only spoken about at the end of Parshas Tetzave. All those other items are spoken about already in Parshas Truma. Bays, more than that, the examples of the sprinkling of the blood that takes place inside the El from the offering of the Koyen HaMashiach, the anointed Koyen, or the Siri or the he-goats that are brought for violation of idolatry. So those bloods are sprinkled inside. We didn't learn about this yet. Only later on, we're going to learn about in Pashas Vayikra. That's for the offering of the Koyen HaMashiach and for the Par, and for the Soy, for the goat of offering for Avedizara, we are going to learn about it in the book of Bamidbar in the portion of Shlach. So why does Rashi speak about it in our Pasuk, which is a Chiddush for the Ben Chavosh that there's these kinds of services? And then to say that this is what the Pasuk means here, which, where, where the Pasuk hasn't yet spoken about these concepts. The third question, by the first example Rashi brings, he also adds details to offer up morning and evening the incense. It doesn't just say simply to offer up the incense. Now, come on, we know when that is. This is not the place to tell us how many times a day you have to offer up the ketodas. Especially, we just learned last parsha, the end of parsha's Tetzavah, that the ketodas is brought up twice every day. And if Rashi would have just said, Stab lahak the ketodas, to offer up the ketodas, we would already know that the ketodas are brought. Shachris, morning and evening and afternoon. So from all of these um, from all of these, the UK from all of these nuances in the language of Rashi, it's imperative to say there's something taking place here below the surface that is not, is, we didn't see till now. But really, what Rashi is trying to tell us, not that when you go into the oil mode, you need to wash your hands. This means only when you go in to serve. And then Rashi gives examples about the service. No, but Rashi is telling us that the law about going into the oil mode, the need to wash your hands, it's, Rashi's not giving us, one second, as Kabbalah Rashi, he's not so much designed as before, 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 he's not Rashi is trying to give us examples of what, when a person would be going to the oil mayot. It's not to tell us that when you, it's not to tell us that when you do service in the oil mayot, you need to wash your hands. It's to tell us when you come into the oil mayot, coming in, and he explains when would be the coming in take place. When you come in, you have to wash. We didn't flesh this out yet. Let's explain now in Dalit. The explanation this is. The question in, Ra, in the Pasuk that Rashi comes to answer is, 
Why does the Torah say two stanzas here? When you come into the Ayal Ma'id, or when you come close to the Mizbeach to serve. And the, 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 the punishment, the instruction and the warning, and do not die, is also said twice. So it says, when you come into the Ayal Ma'id, wash your hands and don't die. Or when you come close to the Mizbeach to offer up, uh, you should wash your hands and feet and not die. It says it twice. It's two separate, distinct instructions here. Why is it said distinctly like that? So the the Pasuk should have joined them together. Just like we earlier quoted a Pasuk about the instruction, the need to wear the clothing of the Kranim when they went in, there the Pasuk does merge the two concepts together. It says it should be on Aaron and his sons when they come into the tent of meeting or when they go to the outer courtyard to the Mizbeach, I added the word the outer courtyard, just to tell you where the Mizbeach is located, or where they come to the Mizbeach to serve Bakadesh and holiness. And then the, the words, Lashores, to serve and to offer up and, and offering Tashem, would also be going on the first part of the Pasuk when they come to the Ayal Mayid, which Rashi now has to explain, but it, it could have, the Pasuk could have, read it, could have written it more simply. So the fact that the Pasuk doesn't and divides it into two components, Rashi is therefore proves that there is a difference between the obligation of washing hands and feet when they go into the Elmoid and the washing hands and feet when they come to the Mizbeach. And here we see something that ever reveals something in Rashi that L'cha'ir was till now unrevealed. Rashi is telling us that the washing when they come to the Mizbeach to serve that's a din about the way a person has to come close to the Mizbeach. The purpose of coming close to the Mizbeach is to do the service of the Mizbeach. So the Pasuk is telling us that any time when a person comes to the Mizbeach to do a service, there is a separate obligation of washing your hands. For example, Hare 26, the says every time, it says, Vayikra, that every time Hashem spoke to Moshe, first there was Vayikra. A, a, a calling out in love to Moshe, and then the beginning of the, in other words, an introductory calling out with endearment to Moshe Rabbeinu, and then the beginning of the instruction of Yedab Hashem. Here, here too, in a sense, every time Aveda is done on the Mizbeach, it comes with it an obligation to wash your hands and feet, which is not the case when we talk about when they come to the El there there is a din. That's a din about going into the El Yes, indeed, going into the El is about serving. The end result is serving in there. But the obligation of washing is an obligation on the entry point. And here, it's not mentioned, the service, because <clears throat> it's not that the washing is attached to a particular service. It's about gaining entry to the El You need to be a gevashana. You need to have your hands and feet washed. In other words, with another in a bit of another angle, says the Rebbe, the obligation of washing hands and feet in going to the El Mayed is not a detail, an adin, a halacha, in the service of the El Mayed that each Aveda requires a separate hand washing. It's a din in the going into the El Mayed. If I may borrow an example from something perhaps very unusual, to connect to the holy place. 
but I think many of us have had experience with uh, some form of an amusement park. So there's two kinds of payments when you go to a, uh, to a park like that. There's some that you have an entry ticket and go as many rides as you want on any rides you want. And there's some that after you gain entry, you need every ride has its particular ticket. You need tickets for each ride. And the Rebbe is making a distinction there. I mean, that um, perhaps why, that's why they, they, there's amusement parks with different systems so we can understand it. That the coming into the uh, into the when you come into the external courtyard where the mizbeach is, each avoda requires the, the requirement of the service. The shodes is your hands need to be washed and hands and feet need to be washed. It's something that's a requirement for each avoda. Going into the next level, the inner sanctum, the Ayel the tent of meeting, there, the entry requirement is, so that's the holy space, you need to be have hands washed, hands if you washed. But it's not the requirement attached to each Aveda. Once you got in there, that would mean you could do other Avedas. So let's see how the Rebbe specifies this. Hey, the reason for the difference between, for the, the other aspect we pointed out, the wearing of the clothes of the kuhuna were there, it's the same obligation, both for coming into the oyel moya, to the inner tent, or coming to the mizbech, to the outer tent. And there's a difference between that, we're saying, and the obligation to wash, which by the obligation to wash hands and feet, we're saying there's two separate, distinct forms of instruction. One is on each avayda in the outer courtyard. One is just for gaining entry. In the oyel moya, why is there a difference between the clothing and the washing. So we can understand that simply. When we're talking about the big day, kuhuna, the clothes of the kayan, that is a direct instruction about the avayda, about the actual service. The avayda needs to be done with a kayan that's dressed in his holy clothing and his vestments. And that's why you can't make a distinction in between going into the oil mayad, the inner tent, or the mizbeach, because by both of them, the same obligation is there. You need The, the kayan needs to be wearing his Kahuna clothes when he does the Aveda to serve. However, because in both cases it emanates from the fact, what am I doing? When I'm doing Hashem's work, I need to be wearing, Kohen needs to be wearing his clothes. That work can be in the, the Chatzar or it can be in the, in the, in the, in the, in the El which is not the case when we talk about washing hands and feet. That's just an, in, an introduction to the Aveda. The clothing are worn of Shasa Aveda. Okay. But the, 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 the washing hands feet is an introduction to the Aveda. It's a preparation to the Aveda. You have to make yourself holy. You have to cleanse yourself before you start to do the Aveda. That's why there is, there can be, and there is in them a difference. When you come to the Ayal Mayed, which is a closed space only for Koyanim. And when you only come in there for a limited amount of time, and the moment you finish what you have to do, you got out of the oil mayad. So it's enough the one washing. When you go in there, it's enough one time to wash, even to do several avoiders, several things in that space. However, when you came close to the Mizbeach to serve, which the Mizbeach is in the courtyard of the Mishkan, there there are also Levim and Yisraelim, not just Koyanim. In the oil mayad, only Koyanim can go. That's an inner... That's the inner heichal, that's the inner sanctuary. But here in the outer courtyard, the Yisraelim, the Levim, they're there. By the way, Yisraelim have to come and lean on the cover, for example. So they're coming and bringing their korbanis. In other words, 
showing their ownership of the carbon, leaning on the carbon in certain instances, there for every for every aveda, for every service, you need a separate washing. If I may borrow a, a an example from uh, something we've all become familiar with over the last few years, which is the concept of germs. So there's a, in the operating theater, and I'm not speaking with medical knowledge, I think, and even if it's not true <laughs> by actual doctors, but I think we can relate to the concept. In, in, in the surgical theater, where everything is super sterile, so then between, between, um, hand, between instruments, there's less danger of, or, or, or shall we say, the staff in there doesn't have to scrub down, sterilize and, and disinfect every five minutes or every hour or every whatever it is. So long as they're in that pristine, sterile, disinfected environment, they can do whatever they have to do. When you're talking in an outside ward, there needs to be a lot more care taken between patients or between things to, again, sterilize and disinfect. Because in that outside environment, there's more bacteria, there's more microbes, there's more viruses, or whatever it is. When in the contained confine of an operating theater, of a surgical theater, there, everything's much more sterile. So on the one hand, to get in there, of course, you have to disinfect more intensely. But once you're in there, it's freer. So here's, in a way, the Rebbe is saying that this Rashi gives us a big chiddush. Coming into the the holier space, the entry requires being washed. Once one is in there, you could do various avedas. Whereas in the Mizbeach, because it's a less, so to speak, sterile environment, it's not just a kainim in there. When you went for a particular aveda, you did that aveda, and then if you were going to do another service, one would have to have a separate hand wash, hand and foot wash. Well, according to this, it's understood the Lashon of Rashi. When they come to the Oyal to offer up the Ketaris morning and evening and afternoon, Rashi is meaning to say what he says in his simple language without learning anything deeper than that, that he's trying to forewarn something. Rashi is simply telling you what he says. He means what he says, that the obligation of washing the hands is twice a day. Because there's twice a day when the Kainim must go into the to the inner sanctuary. When is it? To offer up the Ketaris, morning and afternoon. And simply speaking, this is a simple thing. The reason is simple, says the Rebbe. After you finish the Aveda in the Oyel in the morning, the Ketaris is talking about the reality of what takes place in a, usual, in, in a usual scenario. Finished what you had to do there in the morning, the Kohen would go out of the Oyel And then therefore... He wouldn't be there till the afternoon Aved. He would have to go back in for the afternoon service, a second entry, to do what he has to do there in the afternoon. Especially if, as we said earlier, you're not just allowed to hang out or come in for no reason to the El Mayed. So, obviously, the Kain would have had to leave and then come back in again. I, so then, if, if we're saying that Rashi's learning this Pasuk, that the Torah is telling us that to go into the El Mayed, it's an obligation about going in, says, why does Rashi even say, and Rashi is trying to tell us, for example, when do the people go, when do the Kenyan go in? Morning and afternoon for Ketodos. 
Why does Rashi choose Ketiris? Ah, because according to Rashi, the first Aveda that they did in the day in the El Moed, and therefore that's the first entry which, for which washing is required, is going in for the Ketiris, as we're going to explain in chapter 7. And that's why after you wash your hands for going in to bring up the Ketiris, then there doesn't need to be a separate washing for the other permanent, for the other regular Avedas that are taken place afterwards in the Ayal Mayyad. Because there's a, you don't go in a separate time. So you're going in for the Ketiris. It already takes place. Whatever else you're going to do after that. Of course, says the Rebbe, if a second Koyen goes in, let's say they divide the service, and one does Ketiris, and one does some of the other things there, then of course he's going to need a separate wash. Because he's now entering into the Ayal Mayyad for the first time. However, if the same Kayin is doing several things, the entry to the Ayal Ma'id is a one-time wash. Rashi, however, wants to bring out the Chiddush of the Pasuk, that the obligation to wash is an obligation on the entry and not on the particulars of the service. And that's why after the Kayin washes, when he comes in to offer the Ketedes, he doesn't require any other washing. That's what Rashi emphasizes. To go in morning and afternoon for the Ketedes he doesn't say it has to do with the service of the Ketedes. That's not what he's talking about. He's not saying that you're only obligated, like the other Mepharshim was saying, you're only obligated when you go in to do a service of Ketedes. He's saying you're obligated to wash your hands whenever you go in. When do you go in practically? At least twice a day to, for the Ketedes and other things. He's telling you the time of going to the El Practically. When does that take place? In a, in a practical way, there's, an on, there's a, a daily ritual pegged, pegged, uh, uh, carved in there every day into the Almeida to go in twice a day for the Ketedes. And by the way, the Rebbe says that, um, that if Rashi is just giving us an example, actually the Rebbe in the 30 says, which would mean to say that possibly... Rashi is of the opinion that even if you go in, we said if you go in for just for no reason or to bow or whatever it is, you would also be obligated. It's it's a it's a, it's a instruction and violation going in to the oil maid whenever you go in. If now Rebbe explained that to bring up Kateris is not qualifying that when are you in violation when you go in to do an Aveda, but not if you don't go in to do it. No, the Rebbe is saying that about bringing the Kateris is actually telling us that's just practically says Rashi when one. When, when, when there was a regular Seder to go in. And the Rebbe also points out in Aura 29, by the way, this may also explain why Rashi uses a bit of an, an unusual Lushan, which is Lahakti Shachas, to offer up morning and afternoon the Ketiris. It would have really, should have really said to offer the Ketiris morning and afternoon. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's kind of a, an awkward language, to offer up morning and afternoon the Ketiris. Um, you know the, the, the joke? They say that some, some of the yeshiva bachim that don't speak such good English, they say, throw me out the towel a window. <laughs> throw me out the window a towel. Throw me out the window a towel? Throw me a towel out of the window. <laughs> throw me out the window a towel. It, it, it seems awkward to offer up morning and afternoon potatoes. Should be to offer potatoes morning and afternoon. So the Rebbe says, but we've just explained that the main thing Rashi is explaining here is not about the offering of potatoes. Rashi is trying to tell us the times that one would go in. It's about washing your hands when you go into the Oyal Mayed. What are the times of going to the Oyal Mayed? So the Rashi jumps straight into the times. 
to offer up morning and afternoon, the Ketoris. It's about the morning and afternoon that Rashi is telling us. Practically, when is the entry to the Ayyad? Morning and afternoon. But the Rebbe says that requires a little bit of Iyun, because then the language could have still been yet even different. It could have said, if it's just about the timing, it could have said uh, morning and afternoon to offer the Ketoris. Not to offer morning and afternoon the Ketoris. Okay, but you can see how nuanced Rashi is and how detailed and how exactly the Rebbe looks at, at the language. So we just said now that when Rashi says going to the Elmer always requires a wash. When did they go in? And only for the going in, not for each other. When did they go in? For the Ketoris. Now we'll also understand why Rashi then adds something else. It doesn't just stay with the Ketoris. He says, or to sprinkle the bloods that need to be sprinkled inside there. Because those Avedis take place inside. They're not part of the ongoing daily ritual. In other words, as she's telling us, there's two kinds of ways that going into the oil maid would have been an ongoing thing. There's one way, the daily, every day going in for the ketodas. And whatever took place in the oil maid after the ketodas, but as part of the, of the, um, as part of the uh, medley, so to speak, of the ketodas entering, as we're soon going to say. Ketodas and then, you know, the menoida, but as we're going to say in the next days. But the going in, first thing was for Ketodas. And then there's another form of going in, when it's to do something special. But it required a separate going in, so it required a separate hand wash. Zayin. Now, from the wondrous things which we find in this Rashi, we can see in the way of Halacha, when we talk about the Aved of Aaron, about lighting the Menera, about the, what does he do there with the Nehra Samanera? The Pasik says in the end of the Tzavit, two expressions. It says in the morning... It says, when he makes good the candles. And about the afternoon, it says, when he brings up the candles. What does that mean? So we know there's a machlekas of Rashi and Rambam. Uh, Rashi and Rambam have an argument about what does it mean, to, so to speak, make good the candles. The Rambam means that when it says, it means, the kindling of the lights, that's their, so to speak, making good. According to Rama's opinion, it says in the morning there was there needed to be a, a making good of the natives. That meant lighting them. According to the Rama, in the morning there was a twice daily obligation to light them in the morning and in the afternoon. Rashi is, however, of the opinion that the expression when it says when he makes good the candles in the morning, it's a, it's a Lashen Nikui. It's expression for cleansing, the cups of the menorah, from the ash of the, um, of the wicks that were burnt during the night. And he, Rashi, is of the opinion that the kindling of the menorah was once a day, in the afternoon. So now we can understand that Rashi, in his choice of language, of going into the oil maid for the ketodis, there's a diuk here. Rashi's going in his, in his way. According to the derech of the pshat, it makes... It, it makes sense to say that the main Aveda regarding the Menorah is the kindling of the thing. The cleansing of the, of the, of the, of the containers, of the cups of the Menorah, of the parts that hold the, the oil and cleansing of the ash, is, is just a preparation for lighting the Menorah. You're preparing the candles to be able to be lit. When is the main thing taking place? In the afternoon when you light the Menorah as we also see simply from the psukim that speak about it. 
that the concept of bringing up the lights, now those kindling lights, says many times, a few times in the Torah. Whereas this concept of hatovas aneris, making good the neris, it beca- it's, it's only mentioned one time, and B, not in the psukim that speak about the menorah. It's spoken about just incidentally in the parsha that speaks about the ketoris mizbech, about the altar of the incense. And when it says about the time that you bring up the haktoris haktoris, when you bring up the ketoris, it says, baboiket, in the morning, when he goes in to make the candles good, that's when the ketoris should be brought. So it's incidental. According to Pshat, the main thing clearly about the menorah is the kindling. And that's why Rashi says going into the oil maya daily was in order to bring up the ketoris because the ketoris is, according to Rashi, the main aveda that took place in the morning. Going in in the morning was mainly before the ketoris and not to, to prepare the candles. First of all, that wasn't an aveda in and of its own. And it's only a preparation, introduction to what's going to take place in the afternoon. So obviously that wouldn't happen first. First thing, uh, um, going in, Rashi's telling us practically, why is he going into the oil mayad every morning? When is the going into the oil mayad in a daily basis that requires washing? For the Aveda of Ketoris. It's not telling us that Ketoris requires washing. It's telling us practically, when is he going into the oil mayad on a regular basis? So obviously going in for Ketoris. That's the time he goes in. And in the morning, he says, he goes in, in order to offer up Ketoris. And that's why he also uses the word Akhtoras Akhtaris, and in the afternoon, he doesn't speak about the going into the Mizbe, into the oil mud to light the candles, to indicate what kind of that, that the going in would be about the candles, because even in the afternoon, because the lighting of the candles and the, uh, and the Ketaris were done at the same time in, in conjunction with each other. Right? It says, Bahalis, Aran, Sanedis. When Aaron would light the candles in the afternoon, that's when he would bring up the ketodos. So we could say, says the that the fact that Rashi says, to offer up morning and afternoon ketodos, why are we saying that going in the afternoon is also for the ketodos? The afternoon also had the kindling of the menorah. Because Rashi assumes that the pirush of the psukim, which say that when you go, when you make good the neiros, that's when you have to bring the ketodos, and the Pasuk says, when you bring up the lights in the afternoon, that's when you have to bring the ketodos. So it's not just that the offering ketodos, it doesn't mean that the offering ketodos comes after making good, and after bringing up, after kindling the lights, but the Pasuk is just telling us that the offering of the ketodos has to be in the same time as the cleansing and offering up of the menorah in their respective morning and afternoon times. But the haktara, the offering up the haktara, does come earlier. And that's the first Aveda, both in the morning and in the afternoon. At least in Pshutu Shalmikra. The Rebbe has several others here. We speak about the Gemara's discussion about when, when that actually took place. But Pshutu Shalmikra, he went in for haktara, and then what took place in the night took place after that. And the imperative for that is what Rashi says. Rashi continues. Rashi since... In other words, the imperative for that is the shita of Rashi that we said. Since when we say Hattavasan is making good the candles, means A, only cleansing. B, this cleansing is only really a preparation and an introduction to the subsequent 
lighting in the afternoon of the Meneda. So we have to simply say, that first, Aaron, when he went in, first he, he made a beeline. He, first first he, he headed to the main Aveda, which is the Ketodas, in the morning for sure. Because the, 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 the Meneda Aveda in the morning was just a preparation step for the afternoon. So he went to what, the, the, what's, what had innate uh, was innate was was a, was a was a, a major avid which is ktedus and only then would he go and prepare do something secondary to prepare the the candles for the afternoon lighting of the menorah but from this that the pasuk says them both together the saneris which means this tells us that the same way in the morning it was done ktedus and then preparing menorah also in the afternoon ktedus and then lighting the menorah in pshutish that's the way it would be so that's why Rashi goes. When he says, every time you went into the oil mayor, they required a hand wash, when's the regular times? That, and there's two times when the oil mayor was entered into. One is the ketoris and the whole subsequent, whatever took place, which is, of course, the menoida also. But no need to speak separately about the menoida because Rashi's not saying that for every service you need to wash. For going in, you need to wash. Okay, you went in for the ketoris and the mamela, same kind already did the menoida. Or... You went in for some other reason, an unusual reason, or a non-kavur reason, for the if there was a, a sin that needed to be atoned for by the Kohen Mashiach or or idolatry. <coughs> okay, so we've explained the Rashi Kafter Vaferach in a beautiful way. Now comes the and says, Test nine, from Yena Shel When we talk about the wine of Torah in this Rashi, what we can learn from the depth, a more esoteric level, washing your hands and feet. What does it mean? It means before the concept is before a yid starts to do his Aveda in the holy space, the Beis HaMikdash. First he has to wash his hands, you have to wash yourself and cleanse yourself from things that are built in the swim that are not appropriate. From things that are not positive. When it comes to cleansing oneself before going and doing a holy thing, there's a difference between the washing that takes place before you do an Aveda on the outside Mizbeach the washing that takes place when you go into the internal, to the oil made, the tent of meeting, into the inner sanctum, like to bring ketodos on the inside mizbeach. What's the difference between the outside mizbeach and the inside mizbeach? The outside mizbeach is for animals, bringing carbonus. This is the concept of refinement. You take an animal and you refine him and you elevate him to kedusha, to holiness, which is not the case in the inner mizbeach. There was no animal sacrifices there. That was for the ketodos. You took herbs, you took um, spices, which their concept is, which is much more refined. So the Mizbeach HaPnimi is not about refinements, it's about Ketos. Ketos means also to, to, to connect, to, to be tied up with the expression, B'chad Ketiris Katana, with one bind, with one Kesher, with one tie, I'm tied up with Hashem. In other words, offering up Ketos is about ascending in the depth of the subtlety and 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 deeper level of connection to Hashem. It's not about the refinement of the uh, of the more uh, of the more coarse aspects, which is represented by offering up of animals. And that's why in these two madegs, mizbeach achitz and the outside mizbeach and the inside mizbeach. When we talk about it in the person, the outside mizbeach is the level called chitzonius, like the external aspect of the heart. And over there, it's possible, and there needs to be. The Aveda Virum of refinements. In other words, the external level of the hearts, which may be pulled in different directions, not just to Hashem. We need to refine that. We need to elevate that. We need to deal with some of the coarseties of that, the coarseness of it. 
which is not the case when we talk about the inner Mizbeach in the heart, that's the inside part of the heart. There we don't have to talk about refinements. There the Neshama is, um, is connected to Hashem. There's no, there's no wavering about the connection to Hashem, but there we can talk about getting deeper and deeper bound up with Hashem. And that's why when one is holding by the Aved of the external of the heart, where there's a connection to things of the world, and therefore there's possibility of engaging in negativity, so then there needs to be a constant um, there needs to be a constant awareness and protection. And every time you go to do the Aved of the Mizbeach, again, you need the preparation of cleansing, of washing, of preparing for that Aved because you've been in a space where there's, where there's uh, perhaps microbes and viruses and negativity. Go wash up again and then do the holy service of the Mizbeach. But when a Yid is already in the inner sanctum of, the, of, of his heart, the Pnimi Saleh, He's already higher <coughs> the matters of the world. And for him it's enough one-time washing before he enters the space of the Aved, and then he's, he's not coming into contact with anything that would sully that. However, here we add as well, when it comes to offering, to sprinkling the blood of the Koyen HaMashiach or the he-goats of idolatry, you need a separate washing. Why? Because when they're talking about Ketoides, Ketoides is about the pristine tie and bond with Hashem. It's enough one washing. And then keep on ascending in holiness. However, we're talking about a katpoda, we're talking about atoning for something that's negative. Then you need again to wash yourself off. What does it mean to atone? Because taka, it could be that the atonement is taking place in the inner sanctum. And that's a place that's separate from world and from negativity. However, when we're talking about washing off something negative, you need to have an extra caution that it shouldn't cause a descent from the person's level. And that's why I, I believe maybe here it would be helpful to say what it says about tachnon. When we say tachnon, there's a bit of a danger. We're, we're admitting to sin and asking Hashem for forgiveness. We put our head down, and in a sense, it, it's like a little bit of a descent into, into negativity. Because remember, when you're recounting, asking Hashem for forgiveness, in a way you're engaging with the sin again on some level. You have to be careful to make sure to, to come out of that. So I think maybe this is a way to understand this, that they were saying, a kapara, even though it's taking place in the holiness, in the, but it's a kapara, it's trying to wash something off of negativity, and therefore there needs to be an extra caution that's placed there for, 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 for germs breeding, to use that analogy. You need to wash your hands again before you go into the, into the inner space for that. And that's why the hazoya, the sprinkling from the dam, from the blood of the koyin, uh, of what the koyin HaMashiach brought up, or the... The soya, the he goat that was brought up for atoning of Arizona, comes after the preparation of washing. What then afterwards becomes, what does that achieve? Achieve shalom ba'ilam, these carbonas actually peace for the world. So, what are we saying is that um, when there's a greater descent, you have to atone for something, the fixing causes a greater ascent. So, these carbonas are bringing peace to the world, they're creating something very, very, very big, which is um, taken, Shalom Leilam is taken from Rashi Vayikra Dalit. I'm sorry, I didn't, this, this part I'm not so clear about. And by this, the, the goats for Avedizor, for atoning Avedizor, which is a chatos that comes after the Eila, and therefore adds on the Eila. It's a, even a higher level than the Eila. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure about this last, these last two paragraphs. Sorry about that.